Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power Up Podcast, entitled Lead It or Leave It, with your host, church consultant and leadership coach, Chanel Ramsey. I'm excited. Um, thank you, Pastor Beard, for joining us. Abraham Blue for joining us. Um, we're just excited about what month holds in store. I don't know if you could feel it or sense the potential of this month. Um, and so when there's potential, there must also be intention, right? We have potentiality, but we also must be intentional about our success. This month is going to be an amazing month, not because we wish it to be so, but because we're intentional about it being so. It's such a month filled with so much success and breakthrough. So if you're, you're in the month of May, you made it, congratulations, it's the fifth month, and we're going to do some great, great things in this month. And so with that being said, um, you know, um, I've just been meditating on a few things and preparing for some things that Power Up has in store. For those of you who do not know, my name is Chanel Ramsey. I'm a leadership coach. I'm also the CEO and founder of Power Up Urban Leadership Network, which is a conduit and catalyst of empowerment for urban ministry leaders. And we've been doing this for quite some time, and I've just loved doing what I do because it is not about me being an expert, so to speak, but it is about me helping people along their way in their journey of leadership. Um, There are so many leaders out there that are serving and hurting, that are leading and bleeding, um, that are confused, don't know their way, need navigation, need coaching, need an understanding. because there's so many times in ministry and don't tell anybody this but so many times in ministry we're placed in positions in the church um, but we're not trained for it we're not equipped for it um and and we have the spiritual part we have the anointing we have the grace but we don't have the practical tools necessary in order to be successful and effective at what we do in ministry and so power up is here to meet those empowerment needs so that you can be successful and effective at what you do in ministry and so um, for quite some time we've been um, doing on-site workshops where we're going to different churches um, churches are booking us having us come in and do workshops for their leadership um, teams and for their ministry teams um, their ministry departments their leaders there um, because it is not about um, you doing it alone it's about us doing it together leadership is a journey and it was meant to be done together Um, If Jesus, who is all-powerful, God in the flesh, saw a need for a team, so do you. Not only did he have a team, but he trained the team. He empowered the team and he released the team to go forth. And so uh, just following that same model, as you will read in my book, um, Supernatural Leadership, um, Leading Differently, it talks about that, some keys about how Jesus led, because that same model of leadership is what we need today. And so um, Power Up Urban Leadership Network was designed to meet those needs. But we've just been preparing so much, so much for this upcoming surge, right? When you got to power up, sometimes you need a surge of power. You need a surge of energy. You need a surge of inspiration. You need something that's going to jilt you from where you are to where you need to be. And so we've created something called the Surge, which is a Youth Leaders Summit. So I want you guys right now, if you're in youth ministry and you're listening to me right now, why don't you just hashtag surge? I want to see that in the comments. So I know that I got some people that's in youth ministry on this on this particular Facebook live because it's important that we reach 
back and begin to pour into youth leaders. It's been on my heart. It's been on my mind. This year, the Lord released a new charge um, to me for youth ministry, just to empower youth leaders and make sure that you're not just serving, but you're serving well, that you're not just leading, but you're leading well. Um, we have to put the emphasis on youth ministry in this season because of they are not the generation next they are the generation now um and they for some reason even if you don't patch them the torch honey they grabbing the torch they're taking it <laughs> they're doing what they got to do millennials included all of them in youth ministry i've just been watching the momentum shift and because the momentum is shifting we need to come back to the table and have another conversation about how we do youth ministry um, what worked for us coming up may not be what works for this generation now it requires something new but it must have the same level of substance it must have the same level of power it must have the same message of jesus and so i'm just excited and charged up ready to pour into youth leaders to make sure that we're not just doing ministry well we're doing it right um, and that you're whole right you're serving and hurting we need to bring a wholeness we need to bring healing um, so that you um, can stay clear in your thinking stay clear in your direction as to what God would have you to do for this generation of young people and so we're um, we're excited about that it's Saturday May 27th I want to see you there we're going to be at the Ark of Safety International Family Center um, under Apostle Abernathy um, they're partnering with Power Up you don't want to miss this because you know that's a powerful woman of God. When she gets on the floor, she opens her mouth. Things are going to change. And we have a host of panelists that are going to be with us that's going to answer these questions. We're not just going to leave with a good feeling. We're going to leave with good information and we're going to leave with impartation, right? That's what the surge is about, information and impartation. Because we want to see these youth leaders revived and ready to do what God has called them to do. So. Keep that in mind as we prepare for a Saturday, May 27th. I want to see you there, 608 Georgia Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. No excuses. Be there. Hashtag the surge. Make sure you share with other people in youth ministry so that they know what is going down. All right. On that day, it's going to be amazing. So much is going to be um, happen on that day. So I'm excited. I know that you guys are. Thank you again for joining me for Power Tuesdays at 2, our Power Chat. Honey, we got to talk about this because I've been thinking about this topic about dreamers versus doers. Are you a dreamer or a doer? Are you a dreamer or a doer? It's going to be amazing. And like I said before, I don't consider myself an expert, but the reason why I do these Tuesdays at 2 is because I believe that there are some avoidable mistakes. And if we take time to share what we learned on our journey in ministry and what we learned on our journey with God, then we can help people to avoid mistakes. There are some avoidable mistakes in ministry. We don't always have to learn by trial and error. If someone would take the time like Hansel and Gretel and leave the breadcrumbs and leave the little tips and the tidbits of how we get through, how we break through, what caused us to succeed, what caused us to fail, um, sharing those points. Like I tell people all the time, so many times in ministry, we look and um, we, we don't evaluate until something is dead right we treat evaluations like more treats a corpse you only examine it once it is dead and I'm challenging ministries just like you focus on disciple and evangelism that you begin to focus on ministry training and make sure that people are are healthy leaders um, and that people are leading effectively not just leading and so 
there are some avoidable mistakes and I want to make sure that this generation of leaders that we begin to avoid some of these mistakes that we learn from one another we grow as we encounter um, these these things in ministry and so I just want to say again welcome to Francis for joining welcome Scott thank you for joining me today welcome Travis thank you for joining me today because we're going to talk about dreamers and doers are you a dreamer or are you a doer right that's the big big question and so we're going to examine that whole concept of dreamers versus doers because at the end of the day every one of us is both a dreamer and a doer but all of us are more one than the other the more of one you are, the more frustrating the other one becomes, right? So if you're a dreamer, then you get frustrated with doers. If you're a doer, you tend to be frustrated with dreamers. Dreamers are those who are highly inspirational, okay? These are the people that um, get excited over ideas. Um, they get excited at the conception of an idea. Um, these are the ones that can see the picture, Clearly, they they see like, yes, we're going to do this great things. They're the ones that get on the pulpit with the microphone and say, we're going to take the world for Jesus. Yes. Dreamers. OK, doers are more of the practical people. They're the ones in the background that say, it's OK, we're going to take the world. How? Who? When? What is my role? What do I have to do with this? How are we going to make this successful? What if it fails? What if it succeeds? They ask those questions. Um, and so there's always this tension. There's always a tension between the two, right? But a healthy organization needs more than doers. They need, they need more than dreamers. They need doers, right? If you're going to have a healthy organization, if you're going to have a healthy organization, you can't just have a whole bunch of dreamers. You have to have doers. You have to have doers. Why? Because there must be a balance. Dreamers can lead people, but doers lead organizations. All right? Y'all heard that? Dreamers lead people, but doers lead organizations. And there are so many times I come in contact with so many different churches where they have all of this inspiration. They are filled. They are swollen with inspiration, but nothing practical comes out of it great ideas they have these meetings full of ideas but people leave saying okay that was a great meeting we have ideas but who's doing what what's my role in it and those ideas guess what they are the same ideas you come back to at the next meeting where nothing has been done right a healthy organization needs more doers than they have dreamers okay here's my power tip Fill your teams with doers and sprinkle and dreamers to spice things up. Okay, you got that? Fill, fill your teams <coughs> with doers and sprinkle in dreamers to spice things up. And that's going to be important because if you have a team full of dreamers, you won't see <coughs> much productivity. <coughs> Excuse me. You won't see much productivity. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you why you won't see much productivity, okay? Because doers, this is what doers think of dreamers. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell you what dreamers think of doers. Doers think dreamers start too many things, get distracted by shiny objects, don't finish what they start, and don't understand how much work it takes to finish. Does that sound familiar? If you have that type of mindset, then most likely you are a doer. Dreamers think this about doers. Dreamers think doers began with no, drag their feet, and spend too much time planning. I don't know about you, but I've been in so many conversations 
where there's this tension between those who um, dream, they're very inspired, very motivated, um, they're ready to take on the task, and then you have these doers that start with a no, like, well, I don't think that's going to work. And sometimes it's very difficult to navigate through the two, to navigate through that process because um, there's a tension that's created. Doers and dreamers tend to rub each other the wrong way. But this constant disagreement can lead to a disdain. Skillful leaders notice and navigate the collision between the two, right? There's going to be a collision. There's going to be. If they are going to work together, if you as a doer or you as a dreamer are going to work together with the opposite, there's going to be a collision. So especially if you have a team where you have both the doers and the dreamers, you have to be able to notice it and navigate through that process, right? How do we do this? Here's your power tip. Ask doers, right? When you have a room full of doers or if you're a doer, if you're a dreamer and you're working with a doer, ask the doer, what do we need to do, okay? That's the question you start with. And if you are a doer, you need to ask the dreamers, where do we need to go? That's really how you shape the conversation. That's really how you begin that conversation. So many people have, um, have these conflicts between the doers and the dreamers, and the conflict is good. I know that sounds crazy, but the conflict is good. The collision is good because you need both the dreamer and the doer. So that's something that I want you guys to take um, take time to really think about. And welcome, Paulette. Welcome, Carlette. Welcome, Sarita. Hey, guys. Thank you guys for joining me as we're talking about whether you're a dreamer or a doer. Which one are you? I want you to take this time to think about it. Are you the one who starts where you're focused more on the inspiration? Um, you're focused on how it makes you feel to think about what could be or are you the doer? Are you the one that's thinking about the planning each step that it's going to take? I want you to hashtag who you are right now take a moment and hashtag either dreamer or hashtag doer Remember all of us are both but we're more of one than we are of the other so I want to know what you are welcome Jadita. Hey, I Want to know if you're a dreamer or a doer? I want you to hashtag that right now in the comment section. Let me know if you're a dreamer or if you're a doer. One of my challenges that I've had in leading leaders, one of my challenges that I have in leading leaders is getting them to accept um, criticism, right? Because fools push away those who challenge and expand their lives or their ideas. And one thing you have to realize, especially with being a doer or a dreamer, there is going to be criticism that comes along with both sides and you have to be able to be mature enough to not reject the criticism but be able to find the kernel of truth in every criticism when you reject criticism you push away those you need to pull in right and you don't want to be that type of leader that pushes away those that you need to pull in when you're a dreamer when you're a doer there's, there's this law of honor that has to be implemented. And I've talked about this before in the past, but the law of honor says dreamers have to acknowledge and appreciate doers, and doers have to acknowledge and appreciate dreamers. If we can marry the two in a healthy way, then you'll be able to see productivity come out of that relationship. Welcome, Joseph. Thank you for joining me today. Welcome, Kenya. Thank you for joining us today. 
as we talk about this tension between dreamers and doers. Right now, listen to this. You direct, you you hear you direct doers, but you drive dreamers. Right? You direct doers, but you drive dreamers. Doers need direction. Right? You got to tell them where we're going, and you have to tell them, okay, this is your role in that process. Dreamers, you have to drive because they will get stuck at just seeing the big picture and not look at the steps that you need in order to get it done. I see a lot of you guys. Oh, I like that. I got a lot of dreamers on here. I got a lot of dreamers. Okay, good, 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 good. Dreamers, doers. It actually, it really is a long process where you start to navigate and figure out who you are and what you possess. Okay. So now that we got that down pat, let's think about this whole idea of dreamers and doers and the collaboration you need in order to make this happen, okay? Dreamers versus doers. Here's the list. This is what experts say. Dreamers thrive on progress. Doers thrive on plans. Hmm. Dreamers think people will figure things out and doers think no one knows what's going on. Do you guys see this extreme? Doers and dreamers tend to be on the extreme of each other. Dreamers think people will figure it out. How many of you have ever been on a team where people are like, oh yeah, they'll get it, they, they know what to do. And then doers think no one knows what's going on, okay? Dreamers figure things out as they go. Doers figure things out before they go. Dreamers start with, yes, let's get going, right? No map, just a yes. No roadmap, no steps. Uh, we gonna do this. Let's get going. Doers start with the no because they don't begin things they can't finish. Because dreamers, one thing I realize about dreamers, they're into the movement, but doers are into the progress, right? Sometimes dreamers get caught up in just moving. It looks exciting. Everything's going. But doers need to see progress. They need to know that things are getting done. You can check things off of your list. They tend to be more goal-orientated, more plan-orientated. And like I said, you can be both. Everyone is both. But which one are you more of? And sometimes, which one you are can vary according to the assignment that you have before you. And then those of you who are leading teams, you got to know who's on your team. There is nothing like giving a dreamer a task that should have been given to a doer. Sometimes in ministry, we create our own frustrations because we do not know the people we work with. He says, know those that labor among you. And so sometimes when you look at a task or you're involved in a project and you have to know, am I, looking at, am I working with a dreamer? Or am I working with a doer? Why? Because dreamers enjoy freedom and flexibility while doers enjoy process and systems. <laughs> dreamers get in over their heads. Doers save the day when a lack of planning creates a crisis. Did y'all hear that? Dreamers tend to get in over their heads. I, I've seen some budgets of some dreamers and I'm like, honey, I don't know where you're going to pull that money from, <laughs> but you need to pull it in, pull it in, put that thing in perspective. Why? Because doers save the day when the lack of planning creates a crisis. How many crises have we been in? 
You have either a crisis before you right now or a crossroads. You have one of the two. A crisis you have to manage. A crossroads you have to, you have to make a decision on. You have to realize which one are you standing before and what created it. Is your crisis created because there was a lack of planning because you were more of a dreamer than you were of a doer? Dreamers think about what could go right while doers think about what could go wrong. And this is what causes that tension. This is what causes that tension. Because here it is, you thinking about as a dreamer, everything that could go right. Oh, this is going to be fabulous. We're going to have a hundred and hundred people at the event. We're going to we're going to exceed all expectations. We're going to have everything in place, and so many people are going to flood in the doors. And the doer is saying, "Well, what if that doesn't happen? What do we need in order to make it happen?" Okay, so they're thinking about what can go wrong. And so many times doers are seen as negative people, but they're not negative. You just have to know how to navigate the conversation with a doer so that you can get out of the doer the great things that they have to offer. The same thing with a dreamer. A dreamer can seem puffed up and unrealistic, but a dreamer is necessary as well. Because you're going to need that inspiration, that passion to fuel and ignite you and to keep you going when things are not looking up on the up and up. When things are not going according to the plan that was created. You need the dreamer as well as the doer. Let me talk to you a little bit more about this topic because I see you guys commenting below. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> six months of dreaming, six months of doing. There's so many different ways you can combine it and so many different ways you can make it happen. Um, but you got to know who you are and what works for you. Here's a power tip. Talk to dreamers early in the process. We talk about navigating this relationship between dreamers and doers. When you have a team and you're over a group of people and you have dreamers and you have doers, talk to dreamers early in the process. They are going to be the ones that fuel the passion for the idea. Okay? Talk to doers when you want a concrete plan of execution. Okay? Your doers are the ones that's going to help you put your feet to the ground. It's going to put flesh on your idea. It's going to help you to flesh it out. It's going to help you bring proof of concept to what you want to do. Fill your teams with doers and sprinkle dreamers in, like I said earlier, to spice things up. I hope you guys got that because that's really, really, really important. And the last thing that I want to share with you about this topic of dreamers and doers is the powerful part that each one is necessary. Each one is necessary. The problem is, is we don't know how to navigate the world of each. We don't know how to navigate that world. But here's some questions that you can think about as we prepare to talk about this again next week. Because one thing I realize is that you have to ask questions, right? Ask questions. The doer needs to ask questions of the dreamer, and the dreamer needs to ask questions of the doer. But here's the thing. You ask to learn, not to prove a point. You ask to learn and not to prove a point. I tell you, once you have that tension, you know how it is. You, you get frustrated with that meeting. If you're a doer, you get frustrated with the meeting because all we're going to do is talk, right? Oh, I'm so tired of talking about ideas and nothing is getting done. You start using these words like nothing, never, always. I'm always in this meeting and nothing ever happens. We just come here and then we just leave and then nobody does anything with the information. 
here's your frustration. You bring that to the table. So then here comes the dreamers. Oh God, here comes Mr. or Mr. Negative. They never see the good in any idea. They always want to talk about how it's not going to happen, how it's not going to work. Dreamers come in with these ideas, these paradigms, these um, ladders of, of reference or uh, these ladders of references that we go to, right? And, and what I mean by that is that we have these thoughts, these go-to thoughts that we begin to go to that lead us to places we don't need to be. We start making assumptions about the other party. So when you get to that place, you got to realize that you got to ask to learn not to prove a point. And I'm going to let that sit right there for some of us. Because your title didn't make you better, smarter, or more anointed than anyone. Sometimes we think that because we're in a leadership position, and somehow it made us better. Somehow it made us smarter. No. And so sometimes we ask questions with a condescending attitude. We ask questions because we know the answer, quote unquote, already. We're just asking. No. Ask to learn. Listening is a skill, which means it can be developed. Some of us are not good listeners. If you're listening to a person's response with your response already in mind, you're not actually being a good listener. You got to slow things down. You got to ask to learn, not to prove a point. So I'm going to give you one question. One question that I think if you are a doer, this is one question you should ask the dreamer. What are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to achieve? Short term, long term, for yourself, for the team, for the customers, for the people that we serve. What are you trying to achieve? Okay? If you are a, a, are a dreamer, one question that you should ask a doer is, how do you suggest we get it done? How do you suggest we get it done? These are powerful questions that can open up the conversation and then both people can get out of that idea the thing that God had already intended. Both people can get out of that collaboration the thing that God intended. There is something in, in, in both areas, in the doers and the dreamers, that is necessary to win. And so I'm going to challenge you guys with that because this is a conversation that has to continue. Because once we identify who we are, the dreamer or the doer, the more of, right? Because we're a little bit of both. But you're more of one. Once you identify that and then identify the people that you work with, are they a dreamer or a doer uh, um, or a feeler? Now, that's something else that we'll talk about as we go. They're dreamer, doers, and feelers. We'll add that in as we go. Um, but, but once you understand who you are and you understand who you're working with, now you can navigate the conversation. You can navigate the relationship where you don't have to leave with the, an unsettling tension, but you can leave with the tension that's healthy for the organization. There's going to always be a tension between the dreamer and the doer. There's going to always be there. That's never going away. But when there's understanding, there can be a collaboration. When there's understanding, you can get the best out of both worlds and be able to lead effectively. So that's what I wanted to tell you guys about dreamers and doers. I want to hear your thoughts on what we just shared. I loved, I see all of these people, oh yes, ask to learn, not prove a point. Yes, 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 good, good, good. Crisis or crossroads? The crisis you manage, the crossroads you decide. Crisis, you're not, you're not always in a position to make a decision when you're in crisis. Sometimes you're the victim of another person's decision. That's what puts you in crisis. 
But crossroads, sometimes to navigate crossroads, you need to make a decision. And then also there's a key thing called creativity, right? Sometimes in crisis or crossroads, you can use creativity to navigate your way through. We'll talk about that in another one. Awesome. So tell me which one, which one are you and what did you get out of this? Hey, Joseph, thank you for joining me today. Hey, Jasmine Francina is on. Awesome. Maurice, thank you for joining me. Dwight, thank you for joining us. Good, 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 good. What are some takeaways? What hit you? What stuck with you about this conversation about dreamers and doers? There's always going to be pushback. How we navigate the pushback is what makes us better leaders. There's going to always be pushback. There's going to always be conflict. There's going to always be tension. How we navigate that tension, how we walk through these processes with people is going to make the difference in our leadership. I read this quote. Let me know if you agree with it. It said, doers fix the train wreck dreamers create. That's heavy. Doers fix the train wreck dreamers create. One thing a dreamer can't do is push away, is push away the doers. It's hard to get past the no. When you're excited about an idea and you just have like somebody come along and it seems like um, they're just pouring water on that idea, trying to put your fire out. <laughs> it's hard to get past that. But you can't push away those that you need to pull in. You got to learn how to take that criticism, find the kernel of truth, and be able to walk through it. That's why asking the right questions, asking the, asking the right questions is such a powerful tool. I read this book by John Maxwell, and it was so powerful. It says, many people communicate, but only few connect. The connection is when you ask the right questions. When you ask, again, not to prove a point, but to learn. Yeah. Yeah. I like what Jadita said. She says, I find both questions to be extremely relevant. It says, what am I trying to achieve? That's what you ask the dreamer. And how can I get it done? That's what you ask the doer. Pastor Beard said, a more insight in building my team. Yes. Yes. Now, also, what I want to say that can help you guys along the way is I have a tool. It's called a leadership, a leadership type assessment. And this leadership type assessment, you can take it and it will help you identify if you are a dreamer. Uh, or um, if you are a doer, actually, not really so much a dreamer, but it can help you identify and you can use it on your team to find out or to figure out if they are doers. Um, I remember I did one with one church and it was about 15 people there, 15, 16 people there, and two out of the 16 were doers. So you, you, you understood why there was a lot of false starts. There was a lot of talk of ideas, but no manifestation of them, okay? Um, and so you, you have to know who's on your team so you know how to navigate. And then you know how to recruit, right? So if I don't have enough doers, let me go after doers. I like what Ricardo said. He said, dreamers drive the train that doers won't stop inspecting. <laughs> That's good stuff. Dreamers drive the train that doers won't stop inspecting. Absolutely. There's a, a world... Both of them live in these two abstract worlds, um, but they keep colliding. 
and you have to learn how to navigate the collision, navigate the collision, because it's going to happen. And it needs to happen because we need both. It's the law of honor. I love that because that's how God tempered the body together. He said the uncomely parts, that's what you need the most. <laughs> you know, the things that you see that you, it's not easy, it's uncomfortable, but you need each and every part. The eye can't be the hand. The hand can't be the foot. We have to work together. Hey, Daryl, thank you for joining me. Christine, hey. Pauline, hey. Thank you guys for joining me today. So I hope you got something out of this chat. Um, because I feel like this is a topic that we need to continue on talking about because we have to know how to navigate the conversation. I'm going to give you some more questions next Tuesday at 2 o'clock that you need to ask. I'm going to give you some more things to think about on how to connect the two worlds between dreamers and doers, um, especially if you are leading an organization or if you're among a team of people and you have to collaborate on certain projects. You don't want to miss that conversation because we're going to power up with some good power tips that's going to give us the insight that we need to be successful. Again, you guys, I want to see you on Saturday, May 27th. If you are a youth leader, if you serve children, um, youth, teens, um, millennials in any capacity, I mean, if you are a teacher, if you run a daycare, if you work in ministry, um, in youth ministry in any capacity, I want you to join me on Saturday, May 27th at 11 a.m. for the surge. Okay, honey, we're going to plug in, power up, and you're going to feel a surge. We're going to accelerate your impact. I want to see you there because I really believe that this, this moment right now is being carved out for us as a space of grace to empower youth leaders to make sure that you guys are not just serving, but you're serving well, that you are refreshed. Um, it, the youth ministry takes a lot out of you. Youth ministry takes a lot out of you. Um, the kids and the, the people that we serve in youth ministry, because we're not just dealing with children, we're dealing with the parents of the children. Um, there's so many different aspects um, to working with young people. I want to see you there at the surge because we need to have these conversations. God is going to send a refreshing. He's going to send impartation, information that's going to help you to get up and do what you do even better than you've been doing it. I sense a great collaboration on the horizon for youth ministry. So if you're there, just get ready. Just get ready. It's going to be something so powerful. It's going to be something that you're going to remember, and it's going to be takeaways that you can immediately implement. One thing that I, 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 I go through all the time when I talk to, when I consult with youth leaders, is they read these books that have been made for suburban youth ministry, but they're in an urban context. And they try to apply these principles and it does not work. Honey, you come to the surge because we write in the neighborhood. We live where you live. We do what you do. So there's a relatability that we have that you can't find in a book. Um, so there's also an impartation that you can't get from a book. You can't get from a Facebook Live. Honey, you got to be in the seat, in the place because what God is going to do for you, you can't get it secondhand. God wants to give you a first, a one-on-one -on -one encounter with him at the surge as we accelerate our impact for this generation and so I'm excited about it I want to see you there you can register by going to the surge.eventbrite.com um, you can also go on Facebook let us know there's an event page there with all of the details all of the details um, so you can be there registration is free what did I say registration is free 
free. That's right. And lunch is going to be served while you're there. Um, and this is just our way of giving back. What you do in youth ministry, um, it, it's, it's needed, it's, it's necessary, but now I need you to go from serving and hurting to serving well. There's so many of you who feel underappreciated, overlooked, you feel like you've been left out, like you're just a babysitter, a glorified babysitter, but honey, I mean, I'm going to help you to see and understand that there is a greater revelation, there's a mandate, there's an assignment, which you are doing is significant and it matters. Not only is it significant, but we're going to help you be successful at it and we want to see you succeed and what you do for God so I want to see you there at the surge because we're going to plug in we're going to power up and we're going to get that surge that we need to accelerate our impact so I want to see you there Saturday May 27th Saturday May 27th in the place okay this is going to be powerful I'm excited about it I believe the Lord has released a new charger on me for it um, and so I'm just ready to see what he's going to do, how he's going to stretch out in the room and really give us what we need. Um, I'm really big on making sure that people not just come to a service, but they get the tools they need to, to live better afterwards. After you leave the service, how has your life been impacted? How has your life, your ministry changed? And so that's what my focus is. And I want to make sure you get the content that you need to be a better leader after the event is over. Be there. Those of you who are in leadership, you know this is Leadership Coach. I'm here to help you. I, I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions with leaders. You need a confidential thinking partner you need somebody to sit down talk to vent to um, be a sounding board for ideas help you navigate ideas help you to execute better in ministry whatever it is I want you to know that I'm here for you I want you to reach out to me set up your free consultation we can talk about whether or not coaching is for you there's benefits in coaching but like I tell everybody each and every time they ask me when you look at the game the coach don't play. They're not on the field. They're not on the court. They're on the sidelines helping you strategize to win. And that's my assignment. I can't get on the field with you. I can't get in that game with you. But I'm going to be on the sidelines cheering you on and helping you strategize to win. Why? Strategy is for success. Are you want, do you want to be successful or do you want to survive? we got to move from survival to success. And in order to move from survival to success, you're going to need strategy. That's what I'm here for. That's what I want to talk to you about. I want to meet with you. I'm excited about it. It's my passion. It's what I do. And let me tell you, we have some fun. And you're going to be motivated by the, desi the results that you see. You're going to be motivated by the productivity that comes out of our encounter. So I want you to hit me up. Let me know. You can go to CoachRamsey.com. CoachRamsey.com. And you can book your free session there. It has all the steps. Go to book a session, book your free consultation, and then we'll go on to the session. And I want, I want you to be able to tell people, hey, I had a one-on-one -on -one and this is what it did for me. Because I believe in the product. I believe in what God has given me to do. And I believe that I'm here to help. That's all. That I'm just here to help. Period. End of story. All right, guys. I love you. I hope you got something out of today's chat. Um, I hope that, again, you continue to increase as a doer or a dreamer or both. You increase and you see the great things that God has in store for you. May is the month, as Ricardo has said, it's May is the month of the May I. God is saying, may I bless you. May I increase you. May I expand your territory. May I walk with you through this season. And the answer we're going to give God is yes. Yes, God, we're ready for what you have. So enjoy share this give me hearts give me some thumbs up let me know that you got something out of this power chat on today 
because I'm excited. Again, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to meet you. I want to meet you. If I don't know you, we haven't met face to face. I want to meet you. Come Saturday, May 27th. Come Saturday, May 27th, and we'll have a great conversation because I'm excited about your future, your destiny. Great things are in store. Have an amazing day. Thank you again for joining us on the Power Up Podcast, Lead It or Leave It, with your host, Chanel Ramsey, where we seek to inspire and empower today's leaders. For more information about Power Up, we invite you to visit us at powerupnetwork.org. Or you can reach us by email at info at powerupnetwork.org. Feel free to subscribe, go on social media, like our page, and follow us. Till next week, be inspired.